The Already, Not Yet Fallacy by Vincent Chung Here we refer again to the Already, Not Yet Fallacy. It is one of the common theological scams. Jesus Christ, by his life, death, and resurrection, has secured for us all the blessings promised by redemption. Nevertheless, some blessings are intended for this life, while other blessings are reserved for the next life. To refer to something that is reserved for the future, as if it is intended for the present, would result in doctrinal error and spiritual frustration. Although the principle seems correct, it is often used to commit heresy by denying the promises of God. In some contexts, it is used almost exclusively as an excuse for unbelief and spiritual weakness. It is an interpretive principle that is also used as a corrective principle, that is, to point out that what belongs to one period should not be carried over to another. However, the corrective is usually applied in only one direction, although many more errors are committed in the other direction. The principle is almost always used to claim that future blessings have been illegitimately assigned to the present, when that is often not the case at all. Those blessings indeed belong to the present. The error is committed far more often in the opposite direction, so that present blessings are relegated to the future. The principle itself does not settle any specific issue. Which blessing is intended for the present or reserved for the future? We must let the Bible tell us. We cannot state the principle and then assign things to the present or to the future any way we wish. We cannot assert that something belongs to the present simply because we want it now, and we cannot assert that something belongs to the future simply because we want to excuse ourselves for not having it. But the latter has been done throughout church history, that is, the things that the Bible explicitly declares for the present have been assigned to the future instead. In fact, almost all the blessings that the Bible declares for the present have been assigned to the future, to various degrees. An example is taken from the promise of resurrection, or a resurrection body. Jesus Christ has secured for us the resurrection, himself raised from the dead as the first fruit. Our resurrection is guaranteed. The blessing belongs to us now, but we will receive it in the future. However, this illustration is then applied to attack blessings that the Bible declares for the present, such as healing for the body. This is religious fraud. Resurrection is not healing, but transformation. Our body will not be healed, but changed. The Bible promises healing, but if any healing is going to happen, it must happen now. If it does not happen now, then there is in fact no fulfillment for the promise. Therefore, the corrective principle must be applied against those who suppose that complete healing is reserved for the future. This far more common error stands as a far greater threat to the spiritual, doctrinal and physical health of God's people than the rare error, at least I have never directly encountered it in my whole life, have any of you, that a person supposes that the resurrection body is to be received now. In fact, even if a person believes that he should have the resurrection body now, what would happen is that he does not receive it, along with some spiritual confusion that could be repaired. But if a person believes that healing is reserved for the future, when he suffers from sickness now, this person could die from the condition when he does not have to die or continue to suffer. If total healing is not received, it is better to blame ourselves than to change the gospel. Religious charlatans complain that others preach a seeker-friendly gospel, but the truth is that they themselves change the gospel only to make it seeker-friendly to a different crowd. In any case, whatever the effect, the Bible says that resurrection is for the future, but healing is for the present.
we must not excuse the almost universal religious tendency to relegate present possession into future experience as the accidental error of a humble mind. This is because a blessing from God is also a responsibility for man. If the Bible says something belongs to you now, not only do you have the option to receive it, but you have the duty to receive it, and you also have the duty to teach it to others and help them receive it. Thus to suppose that this blessing belongs to the future guarantees your rebellion against the gospel. You cannot respectfully decline the blessings of God, because Jesus purchased them with his own blood. His blood is worth more, so much more, than your religious dignity and tradition. Before we warn one person against expecting things that are reserved for the future, let us warn 10 million people against rejecting things that are intended for the present. They turn a seemingly innocent interpretive principle for making proper distinctions into a corrective principle for attacking gospel blessings. We can exploit this and reverse their error. We can use it as a corrective principle to promote faith, reminding people the distinction between the present and the future, and then compelling them to acknowledge that so many blessings are explicitly stated as for the present in the Bible. If we must remind them about the already, not yet distinction, then we will teach them that Jesus Christ has already come, that He has already become sin for us, so that we might become the righteousness of God now, that He has already carried our sicknesses, so that we might become healed and whole now, that He has already poured out the Holy Spirit, so that we might become the ambassadors of Christ with miraculous powers now. Jesus said, The Father knows that you need all these things. His doctrine is to affirm these things as legitimate desires, and then affirm the fatherhood of God as the basis for us to expect these things from Him. But the already, not yet scam convinces people that the Father might withhold these things from them. Thus the doctrine blasphemes the very fatherhood of God, and it robs people of legitimate needs and desires in this world. So some fail to receive their healing, their provision, and other things from God, things that God has promised to them. And then some harden their hearts toward God, thinking that God is cruel, and that He is their enemy. Those who teach the already, not yet scam, incur the people's blood on their hands. This judge who slaughtered those who said of the golden calf, This is the God who brought you out of Egypt. Will He spare those who say of their own theological invention, This is the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, who brought you out of the kingdom of darkness. When Jesus went to raise Lazarus from the dead, Martha said to him, Lord if you had been here my brother would not have died. So the theologians tell us, these things had happened in the past. Jesus answered, your brother will rise again. But Martha said, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection on the last day. So the theologians tell us, these things will happen in the future. Jesus answered, I am the resurrection and the life. The sisters applied the already, not yet principle on Jesus, but rather than displaying their theological education, it revealed their unbelief and ignorance. They did not even know Jesus very well. For Jesus, it is always a good time for a miracle. In the theology of Jesus, it is not a matter of time, but a matter of faith. He said to Martha, Did I not tell you that if you believed you would see the glory of God? And Lazarus was raised from the dead. Faith is the issue. You do not have the things that the Bible promises, not because they are reserved for the not yet, they have already arrived, but you have not yet believed. It is always a good time for a miracle. It is always a good time for God to save, to heal and to bless. It is always a good time for God to be a Father, and for Jesus Christ to be glorified. 
As the Apostle said, the righteousness that is of faith does not say, who will ascend into heaven, as if to bring Christ down from heaven, and it does not say, who will descend into the abyss, as if to bring Christ back from the dead. Jesus Christ had already come down from heaven, and he had already returned from the dead. But faith says, the word is near you, in your mouth and in your heart. It is still a good time for a miracle. The theologians who are so smug with their already, not yet corrective, have not attained beyond the theology of Martha. And they are the doctors who teach you. The theologians assume an appearance of scholarly precision, but it is in reality a cloak of deception, eroding people's confidence in the Word of God, and robbing them of the resources that they need for this life, both to live and to serve. Thus they are forced to turn to politics, science, worldly education, and the like to meet the needs that are well supplied in the gospel of Jesus Christ. If triumphalism is the claim to victory that belongs to the not yet, then defeatism is the delay of victory that belongs to the already. The theologians warn about triumphalism, but actual triumphalism is rare. It is so rare compared to defeatism that it is practically a negligible issue. Defeatism is more common by a million times a million times a million. It is so common that it is a way of life for those who claim to be Christians. But it is a rejection of the gospel. We must therefore seize the already, not yet distinction to emphasize that many of the blessings that theologians assign to the future are in fact available to us right now. The teachers of no faith are already convicted but not yet punished, so that while there is time, they ought to repent. They must lay down their religious dignity and pride, and admit that they have been false and inferior in faith, then begin to walk with Christ. By their doctrine, they show that they know the distinction between the present and the future, and that God intends some things for the present and some things for the future. However, rather than submitting to God's arrangement as to what things belong to the present and what things belong to the future, they make their own arrangement according to their lack of faith, their religious heritage and tradition, and the people's feelings and experiences. Then they attack those who preach the truth. By their awareness and deliberation, they testify against themselves. They have lost every excuse and they are self-condemned. 